everyone, I'm Lauren Curtis and you're listening to the Mental Makeover Podcast. I've been on social media since 2011 and since then I've amassed a following of over 7 million people across my platforms. So it's been an emotional roller coaster, but it's taught me so many invaluable lessons about life, relationships, business and spirituality. The Mental Makeover Podcast aims to share the lessons I've learned throughout my own evolution in the hopes that maybe it can help to transform somebody else's life. I feel like I've always been a very optimistic and happy person. Of course, we all have our bad days or bad months or bad years, but overall, I generally have a very positive outlook, and I feel like that's becoming more true the older I get. So maybe around the age of 25, maybe even 24, I feel as if my life is just very effortless and it's not effortless because there's so much effort being put into everything that I do and every decision that I make and every thought that I you know think but it's almost as though I have surrendered a lot of what I used to hold on to and it's been extremely liberating for me and it means that my life now is very I just feel very content And I spoke about this in the first episode of the podcast and how I don't feel like content is a negative word, although sometimes it may be made out to be that way. I think contentment to me is the goal. It's just about accepting your situation, taking what you can out of it, and being happy and grateful that you're even there in the first place. It's just enjoying the simple things, not needing or not thinking that you need more than you actually do, just being grateful and satisfied with what is around you, who is around you, where you're at, and always being inspired to be better and to do better and to grow. But regardless of anything else, in the present moment, you are exactly where you need to be. When I was younger, say around 21, when my channel was taking off my YouTube channel, I'm sure most of you that are listening to this already know my story, but if there's anyone new out there that doesn't, this is just a brief little recap. So my channel kind of took off when I was around, yeah, around 20, 21, and it really does take your world by storm in a good and bad way. I went from being someone who was very, very, very shy, very insecure, you know, not really confident in many ways, to someone who was now in front of hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people, getting criticized, judged, praised, supported, and pretty much everything in between. I started my channel in my bedroom at my mum's house and no one knew about it. I was so shy. I was terribly embarrassed about it. I didn't tell anyone, not even my friends. And so to go from that to now being in front of millions of people's eyes was a very rude shock. (laughs) Something that I didn't prepare for mentally. I mean, you can't prepare for that, especially back then in like 2011 or 12. That wasn't, that didn't happen, especially in Australia. YouTube was not a thing. It was all very new. And so I didn't have the time to equip myself with the tools that were necessary to keep my head above water. And I mean, I, I managed to because I feel like I've got great support around me and I was raised very well, but it still didn't make it easy to navigate this completely unfamiliar path and not let myself get buried under everybody else's thoughts, everybody else's judgment, everybody else's expectations of me and what they thought of me and what I should be doing and what I should say, what I shouldn't say. It was like I went from having this channel where I spoke about makeup and applied makeup, even though I didn't really know what I was doing, but I just loved sharing 
my new passion with people that I'd never met before because I didn't really have that in my real life. There wasn't really anyone that I would go to and be like, look at this new makeup product. So I did it online and it was very innocent. I was very, I guess, naive to think that it would always stay like that in that really kind of positive light. But as soon as it becomes a career and you're lucky enough or you're in a position where you're able to now monetize this and make a living off it, which I'm forever eternally grateful for, don't get me wrong, it really does change the dynamic of it and you become obligated to other people more so than yourself and your own happiness. You put other people's happiness and their needs and wants above your own because you're forever grateful and indebted to them for putting you in that position in the first place and allowing you to you live this incredible life, so you want to make them happy, you want to make sure that they're always satisfied and that you're always doing the right thing by them. But a lot of the time, the byproduct of that or the side effect of that is that you don't really put yourself first. And this is just my example in this career. Obviously, I think no matter what you do for work or how you live your life day to day, I feel like everybody can relate to this to some degree. Sometimes we put other people's needs before our own because we're so worried about disappointing other people or how we might come across, how, how we might be perceived. We're just so worried about everything else other than how we truly feel and what actually makes us happy and what satisfies us and fulfills us and makes us feel complete. We want to fill up other people's cups before we fill up our own, but of course that doesn't work because you can't fill up someone else's cup if yours is empty. So this whole journey over the past few years has been a lot of ups and downs and a lot of self-discovery and I'm very grateful to be open to spirituality because I feel like a lot of people aren't and that's their choice of course and I understand that everyone's entitled to their own opinions and of course if that's what makes them happy then that is the goal as I always say but for me I'm so grateful that I was open to it because if I wasn't I think I'd be a very very different person, very empty, more of like a shell and I don't think I would have lasted on social media as long as I have or even just in general. I don't think I I think I would have burnt out a long time ago and I may even start to resent the world around me for something that has always been in my control. But that's the part that we forget sometimes. Everything is in our control. I think a lot of people think that you're either happy or you're not, that people that are happy only have good things happen to them. They're successful, they're attractive, they're rich, they've got a great partner, they've got a lot of friends, they've had an easy life, they've never had struggles. And then unhappy people are people that have had struggles. They don't see success like other people see success. They haven't experienced success. They struggle with money. They've got marital issues. I think a lot of people see it as you're either one way or the other and that life happens to you and that whatever you get dealt with is how your life unfolds and what you're ultimately destined to have to put up with and have to deal with and that whatever cards you've been dealt are the cards you're stuck with for life. And I know of some people who have everything, everything you could possibly imagine that would, in theory, on paper, make it easy to be really, really happy and they are miserable. Nothing seems to make them happy. Nothing is enough. Nothing is good enough. Nothing fills up their cup enough. Nothing is fulfilling. Nothing does the job. And how many people do you know that have every reason to be miserable, that have had every short straw in life, that have been through the most unimaginable 
pain or loss or misfortune, but somehow they still always have a smile on their face. They have positive energy. They somehow make the good of any situation. They're incredible to be around. And it just goes to show that no matter what you have, who you have around you, what your circumstances are in life, to me at least, happiness is always a choice. It's something that you have to choose every single day. And of course, some situations, some circumstances make that choice a lot easier or a lot harder, but you are the only person that gets to decide that and you are the only person that has the power or the control and the ability to be able to make that choice. My life is so incredible purely because of the way I see it. And I know that when you're thinking of my life, you're probably thinking of glamour and success and wealth and love. And that's not to say that that isn't my life. I do, of course, have that as part of my life. But you don't get those things without also getting some really, really crappy things. And I don't think people realize that there is a balance to everything in life. No matter how good something may be, there is always something on the opposite end of that that is really bad. For example, all of this career success with social media on every platform, I mean, how incredible. That's like life-changing. And I will never, have never, will never, do not underestimate that. But it's also really, really, really changed me as a person. And for someone who is very, very private and sensitive and I like to think about things very deeply and I care so much about what other people think in a good way and a bad way sometimes, I think that the kind of industry that I'm in is like the worst kind of industry for me because I just want people to see me the way I see myself because I know I'm a good person. But not everyone's going to like you. And I've had some years, like actual years on YouTube where I didn't realize I was as sad as I was. And I remember uploading these videos and my followers would always say like, are you okay? You seem like a little bit depressed. You seem really upset. You don't seem like yourself. You seem like you're just doing this because you feel like you have to. And I was reading these comments and I'm like, geez, everyone like back off. Like I'm fine. Like, you know, no need to freak out. I'm doing okay. And then it's not until I actually go back and watch those videos years later that I realized that I really was not in a good place. But I guess because you become used to that feeling, you don't actually realize that it's not normal and that things can be better. And so it's taken a huge toll on my mental health, sometimes more so than others. I have become an extremely paranoid person. I'm scared to do the wrong thing, say the wrong thing. When I'm out in public, I'm always super, super, super aware and critical of where I am, who's around me, what what they're doing, if they're looking at me. Like every single thing I feel like I do is looked at under a microscope. And I know people think, well, that's what you chose when you got into this. And I, I understand that, but I'm also not trying to play the victim. I know I'm not a victim. I know that my life could be so, so much worse than it is. But as I always say, it's not a competition. You're entitled to your own struggles. You're entitled to feel the way you feel, regardless of how bad your life is in comparison to somebody else's. We're all entitled to our own struggles. But my point is, from the outsider's perspective, things can look incredible and amazing. And Lauren has this lavish life. And this is why so many people, so many kids now want to be YouTubers when they grow up because all they see on Instagram and YouTube is all these brand trips we go on and all this free makeup we get sent and all these amazing opportunities that we get given. 
And that's so true. That is definitely a part of it. But there is such an ugly side to what we do. And I don't feel like many people really talk about it that much because we're so scared of the backlash. The reason I'm saying this is with all of that being said, happiness for me has not just instantly arrived at my doorstep because of this seemingly incredible life that I lead. It has been such a work in progress. It has been an uphill battle. It has not always been easy. I have thought about many, 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 many times just completely leaving this industry, just cutting it off completely and just disappearing and living a normal life because of the amount of pressure it has put on me mentally and how it has affected my life so far in good ways and bad ways but it's just been a whirlwind and a roller coaster so when I talk about happiness not just arriving on my doorstep I felt the need to kind of like explain that statement so that people don't think that I take my privilege lightly because of course I don't I know how privileged I am in more ways than one but we all have our own struggles and we all have our own things that are hard to work through and it's what we make of those situations that really determines the kind of life we lead and the quality of our life and our mental health for me happiness is the byproduct of a shift in your perspective I know that I'm always going to experience hardships in my life. I know that everybody else is going to experience hardships. And I also know that I'm going to experience amazing, amazing experiences as well. And that's just the way it is. You can't have one without the other. You can't have a good, amazing, incredible life without having really, really crappy things happen to you. Because if you didn't have those crappy things happen to you, how would you know when something good comes around? You can't appreciate the good if you don't know what the bad is. And that is almost like what I live my life by. Instead of seeing something bad happening or witnessing something bad or going through something bad and only focusing on how horrible it is and that bad things always happen to you and this and that. It's like you've just got to put it into perspective that this happens to so many people. It's not just your unlucky life. So many people are going through so much that you would never even know because they either keep a lid on it, they're really, really good at dealing with it, they don't focus on it, or they just don't really talk about it. Whichever way works for them is whichever way works for them, but it doesn't discount or discredit the fact that we've all got crap going on and it's just a matter of how people deal with it that really makes the difference. I've gotten to a point where I actually appreciate the bad things sometimes and a lot of the time, let's be honest, I appreciate the bad once the bad has once like the hardest part is over, it's really sometimes quite hard to appreciate when things go dramatically wrong and it's I mean in a perfect world, we can think, oh, that's okay, that's fine, I know things will get better, but more often than not, we're in the human, it takes a little bit of time and a little bit of mm, anger, <laughs> a little bit of frustration, a little bit of just dwelling, a little bit of yelling, whatever it takes. Once you're through it, though, once that has passed, that's when I can actually sit down and be like, you know what, this has happened for a reason, nothing in my life has ever happened by accident. I don't really believe in little accidents or luck or just whatever you want to call it. I feel like we're always on the right path. And so 
Either something bad has happened to me because it's teaching me a lesson that I need to learn before I enter the next phase of growth in my life, or the next chapter in my life, or it's teaching me a lesson that I am refusing to learn that is really, really, really important, which is going to help me get on the right path towards my goals and what I want to achieve in life. Or maybe it's teaching me a lesson about gratitude and you know how the saying goes, you don't know what you've got until it's gone. Maybe I need to be in a bad position or have a bad experience to appreciate everything that's good in my life. Maybe I need to go through something bad so that I can help others in dealing with the same once I've come out of it and learned about it. There are so many ways to shift a crappy experience to make it into something potentially either exciting or really useful. We have this desire to control everything that happens to us in our lives. And I think a lot of the time that mindset is responsible for so many people's unhappiness. And it's ironic because we have that mindset because we think it's keeping us safe and happy and secure. Maybe you're in a relationship that isn't making you happy, but it's easy to stay in it because it's it gives you certainty. You know that you're in this relationship. You know that you're not single. You don't have to find someone else. You don't have to sell your house. You don't have to get divorced. You don't have to do this. So you stay in this unhappy situation because it's easier to stay in that and have control over it than it is to potentially be so much happier but lose control for a little while. Maybe it's the same thing with leaving your job or following your dreams or whatever it may be, confronting someone that you're having issues with. Maybe you just want to keep on sweeping it under the rug because that's easier than potentially bringing it. There's so many different situations that this could apply to. We can control the thoughts we put out there. We can control the energy we put out there. We can control how we treat people, what decisions we make. We can control that side of things, but we can't control the outcome of those decisions. Just like I believe in the law of attraction, I believe that thoughts become things. I know that's a very airy-fairy thing for some people, but I believe in the power of manifestation and all of that good stuff. And so I might believe that I'm going to achieve a big goal of mine, but I have no idea that's going to happen. It doesn't mean that I don't believe it in the core of my being, but I don't believe I have the power to control how it might happen. Sure, I might have some ideas about how it could happen, but think about how many times you've wanted something really, really, really badly and you fixated on, I'm going to get it by doing this, this, and this. And sure, taking action towards those steps is great and that can only be a good thing. But when you start fixating on this is exactly how it has to happen, then more often than not, it doesn't really happen that way. I think about all the times I've wanted something really, really, really badly and I've thought this is how I'm going to get it and I never get it that way. It's always when I give up, when I surrender, when I just put it out there that I want this to happen, I believe that it's going to happen and then I just let it go and that's when it comes to me. And I feel like that is true for so many people. You can't control how it's going to happen. You can control that it will happen because I thoroughly believe that you are in control of your life in that respect, but you don't get to decide how. You get to decide what, but not how. And so when we stop focusing on trying to control every aspect of our lives and try and control our happiness and our sadness, you can't control that. You might have this incredible dream or incredible goal, and it may be totally possible for you to achieve in a really short period of time, maybe even a longer period of time. But little do you know, 
it's going to take a lot of crappy experiences to get to that point. You're going to have to learn a lot of hard lessons, experience a lot of sadness, struggle. But for most people, they don't want to deal with that. So as soon as that first sign of change or struggle or failure comes by, people give up. Nope, guess it wasn't meant for me then. Guess I wasn't meant to experience this. Guess I'm just unlucky. This always happens to me. Why am I so unlucky? It must just be easier for other people to achieve that. Why is it so hard for me to achieve it? It's like that picture. I can't even remember where I first saw it. There's someone digging, 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 digging through the soil to get to diamonds, but they've dug, 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 dug for so far and they're so close, but they give up because all they're focusing on is how far they've struggled, how long they've struggled for, how tough it's been, and they just don't see the point because they don't really want what they want enough to push through it, to see it through, to experience it all, to get to that end point. They could be so close, but because they're not willing to go through the hard parts, they're never going to get to the good parts. We just don't want to accept that sadness and struggle and hardship and pain is so important and necessary and inevitable. And so we automatically have this way of thinking that if something goes wrong, and I've been through this before, think about when I spoke about, uh, maybe it was last year, when YouTube slowed down for me and the numbers weren't as high as they used to be. When you first see that, we're in this in this industry at least, it's all about numbers and you have to monitor this and you have to make sure this and stats and analytics and this and uh, and that's so not me. I hate that stuff. But it's drilled into you because your worth, your value as a person in this industry is dictated by how many people watch your videos, how many people comment, how many people are engaged, how many people do this. It's not about the quality of your content because oftentimes there are people that are putting out mind-blowingly helpful or sincere, genuine, life-changing content and no one's watching it. Then you get this content that's cheap and tacky and low blow and has no depth and millions of people watch it. But from a business standpoint, that doesn't matter. As long as you've got those millions of followers, that means you're more worthy of someone's money or a brand's money than someone who actually has the potential to change people's lives. That's a sad reality. So when I saw these numbers changing, I couldn't help but think it was a reflection on me as a person and my value and my worth and it really got me down for a little while. It's funny because those numbers being so high, in the moment when I was experiencing that, I didn't stop and think, wow. Like, I mean, obviously I was grateful, but you never realize the scale at which it's grown to until you're out of that situation and you can look at it from like an outsider's perspective. And I wasn't really happy anyway. I mean, I was happy enough. I wasn't upset or depressed or anything, but I didn't really know what it was like to experience true happiness because that had been my life for years and you become accustomed to feeling that way. And so it's ironic that when I look back now, I think it was so hard for me to come to terms with things changing and slowing down. But I mean, what was I really losing? Because I wasn't that happy. I wasn't fulfilled. I was lonely. I didn't really have that much. Like I was always terrified of going online and I used to delete so many comments and block so many people. I would never read my comments because people would just tear me to shreds over nothing. I wasn't happy. That's no way to live. Yeah, I had all these skyrocketing numbers, but it's like the quality of my life sucked in that respect. That was no way to live. And I think back to now, to be honest, I really, it's taken me so long, but I just don't care even to one-tenth of the amount that I used to care about stats and numbers and analytics because I know that I'm helping people better their lives and feel better about themselves and I'm being authentic and I'm being myself and I'm sharing the good and the bad and I'm not putting on a front and I'm not putting out meaningless content 
And if people want to join in and be a part of this journey, then they are more than welcome. They're always welcome. And I will appreciate them to the day I die. But if people want to leave and if they prefer the other kind of content, then that's cool too. That's cool. I just want people to be happy. That's all I care about. I'm happy. So I want to share the love. I want people to feel the same way. So for me to get to this point now where I'm so genuinely content and fulfilled and satisfied and happy in my life, I had to lose the thing that I had used to define me as a person. I had to lose that status. I had to lose the ego because that wasn't serving me. It serves my ego. It makes me think that I look a certain way to people and that gives me credibility or that gives me value because people think, oh, this, 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 this. But that doesn't actually make me happy. So why do I want that? Why do I need that in my life? I want to know that I'm helping people and I know I'm doing that now. Doesn't matter how many people I'm helping, I'd rather help 10 people than not help 1 million people. What kind of legacy does that leave? It doesn't, but that's what's important to me. So I had to lose that. I had to lose that ego. I had to go through that really hard time of self doubt. And it brought up all my insecurity issues, all my issues with self worth and self doubt and not feeling like I'm good enough. That really bubbled right up to the surface. And it wasn't an overnight thing. I think it's naive to think that, oh, it's okay and say all this inspirational, motivational stuff. No, it's going to be hard. You guys listen to this. It's going to be hard. I'm not saying you're going to get over it and change your whole outlook on life tomorrow because that's stupid to even think that's possible. We are habitual beings. We have habits. We have these ways and patterns of thinking that have been so deeply ingrained in us just over time. We don't even realize we have them half the time. So it's not until you can look back at a situation and analyze it and see it for what it is like I have that you can actually appreciate how far you've come. And anyway, I'm getting, I'm, I'm, I'm rambling again, but that was something that I thought was bad that ended up being so amazing. I mean, back then I thought my career was over. I thought no brands are going to work with me. I'm going to lose my income. People aren't going to want to tune in. I'm not relevant anymore. People don't care about what I have to say. I'm going to have to, you know, sell everything and start from scratch. Like you just you think about all of these possibilities. Your mind immediately jumps to the worst conclusion because it's trying to protect you. It's like fight or flight. Your mind instantly goes to put all these things in place that could potentially save you from a really hard fall. And that's great. It means that you're like, you know, you're aware and hopefully you're protected if the worst does come around. But it doesn't. It didn't. I'm happier now, more fulfilled. Brands still want to work with me. And guess why they they want to work with me? It's because I do things differently. I built up a solid reputation over the past nine years of being authentic, having followers that are engaged and that care and that have amazing values and that trust me and I share a good message. I help people. I get interviewed by the biggest publications in the world and they do it because of the person I am. Not because I've got the most followers or because I've got the most likes or I've got the most comments. It's because of the person I am and what mark I've had in this industry, what I've chosen to do with my platform. It's not about getting notoriety and becoming more famous. I don't want to become more famous. I just want to help people. And I know you probably hear that from everybody and everyone says that and I hope that's what they all mean, but it's genuinely what I'm here to do because it makes me so happy. It's all that fills me up. Regardless of anything, I just want to help people. That's why I started the podcast. That's why I love doing these things because this is, I don't know, this is just what feels right for me. So I had to lose everything that was filling up my ego, that was in theory perfect on paper, that was this and that, and I had to lose it. Not not entirely, of course, I'm still here, but I had to take a huge blow and a huge hit to get to where I am now. 
I've had to go through life-shattering heartbreak <laughs> to meet the absolute love of my life and appreciate him for all that he is. I have had to lose to gain. I've had to struggle to flourish. And I feel like that's true for everyone. I know that I've never experienced struggle on the level of other people, but even still, there are so many people, I know so many people that have faced every possible adversity and have come out on top. I feel like adversity either makes you a victim or a hero or a leader. So many people have been through the same kind of adversity and one half of those people will be constantly playing the victim card, constantly, and I'm not discrediting what they've been through, I can't even imagine ever what they've been through, but some people don't want to move past that, they don't want to see past it, they can't see past it, and they get stuck in that mindset of lack and loss and struggle and fear and hardship, whereas the other people use what they've been through, these horrible experiences that they've been through, and they help others. They share a message. They tell people, this is what I've been through. This is how I can help you. This is what you need to do to get through it. Or it's about telling other people how to help people that have been through what they've been through. There is so many different ways of making a horrible situation a positive one, and it all comes down to perspective. People that have lost loved ones in accidents or disease or people that have been through the most horrible things. I'm not saying that that is fair and that's okay and they're just, you know, taking one for the team. I don't believe that. I think some people, I don't, I don't know why some people have been through just disgustingly horrible things in their lives. I don't know why that's happened to them. I, I, I can't know that. I'm just another human being. I don't have those, those answers. But what I do know is that some of those people that have been through those things have changed the world forever because they've come out of it with this unshakable strength and commitment to helping other people either not go through that themselves or teach them how to deal with it if they've gone through it, or how to prevent it from happening. It's all about perspective. With me, now that I've been through so many downs and ups, I look back on every single one, and none of them just happened because I'm unlucky. I learned something so incredibly life-changing and valuable from every single experience because I chose to, because I knew that there was something to learn. A lot of people don't, and that's through no fault of their own most of the time. They go through something horrible and it cripples them because they haven't been taught or no one's told them that there is another way of thinking about this. There's another way of dealing with this. You don't have to go through it like this anymore. There is a way out of this, but no one's told them that or they don't feel like they had the strength that they deserve to to get out of it, but they do. So now whenever something bad happens to me, of course, you have that initial natural human reaction, which is to be angry or sad or any kind of less than happy emotion. That is human nature and trying to deny those feelings will just leave you insane because it's not, it just isn't necessary. Feel the feels, dwell, get angry, get happy, get sad, get disappointed, get frustrated, do it all. But once you've come out of it, sit back and identify what it is that went wrong, why it went wrong, what you learned from it, what you can take out of it, how you can benefit from it, anything. Just try and take that situation that was less than ideal and make it into something that is educational or insightful and move on. So many people are just stuck in the same phase of growth because they're not learning the lessons they need to learn from the last 
experience because they don't realize that happiness is a choice. It's all about perspective. Everyone struggles. Everyone goes through really crappy things. The only difference between a happy person and a sad person is their outlook on life and their outlook on their experiences and their perspective and what they've chosen to take out of that situation. The happiest people don't have the best of everything. They make the best of what they have. Is that the quote? I don't know, but that sounds quite right to me. It's even like the smallest things. It doesn't even have to be taking something positive out of the situation. If something really frustrating happens, like something petty as anything, for example, just yesterday, I was driving Mia to the vet, my dog Mia. She needs surgery on her legs and she was getting x-rays. I had set aside all of this time to get her to the vet. I was going to be early and then little things kept going wrong and I incrementally lost more and more time and I ended up driving there and I was going to be five or ten minutes late. I don't like being late for things like that. They were already doing me a favor by getting her in early. And so not only that, but it was raining. So it was scary to be on the road and I was stressed out. I called them. They were lovely. They said it's fine. So I was only going to be five to 10 minutes late and I was cool with that. I come to terms with it. It sucked, but it was what it was. I couldn't help it. I was already on the road. I could not, I wasn't going to speed and danger everybody else's lives just to get me out of the bed on time. So I was literally right out to the front of this place. I was going around a roundabout and I missed my turn off. And the only direction I could go was straight back onto the freeway. So I literally screamed at the absolute top of my lungs. I don't have ever screamed <laughs> that loud in my entire life. And I lost my marbles. And poor Mia was probably looking at me like, this chick has lost her mind. Anyway, so I was watching my GPS go from five to 10 minutes late to an extra on top of that 15 minutes late. So I was going to be in total probably like 20 to 25 minutes late. And I was just shaking by the time I got there. I felt so bad that I was late. It was horrible. It was this, it was that. We got there in the end. And I just thought to myself, this is what it is. I can't change it. And when I was driving back on that freeway, I was so mad at myself. How could you miss that turn off? You were right there. You were so close. Now you're going to be even later than you already were. Great one, Lauren. And yeah, I was still stressed out of my mind, but I thought to myself, I'm on this freeway. I can't get off. I have no other choice but to drive this route that will take me to the place 20 to 25 minutes later in total. I have no choice. I'm here. It is what it is. Hating myself, getting angry, getting frustrated, crying, screaming. Yeah, it might make me feel better in the brief second that I'm doing it because it's a release, but it doesn't change the outcome. It doesn't change anything. So I might as well just suck it up. No use crying over spilt milk. Get me to the vet and see what happens. I apologize profusely to the vets. They were lovely. Mia got her x-rays. Mia was fine. Mia's now at home, in bed, fine. <laughs> Life moved on. It was fine. And that's a very, very, very small and petty example of sometimes you don't need to take something positive out of a situation if it's just small and really inconveniencing and annoying. You just need to accept it for what it is and move on because you can't change it. Same thing with the Body Image podcast episode. Hating your body is not going to change it. Hating the way you look, hating the way you do anything, or hating anything about anything is not going to change anything unless you actually take action to change it. And if you can't change it, accept it. Move on. Deal with it. 
suck it up, get angry, get annoyed, get frustrated in the moment. That's fine. It's a human emotion. It's so natural to have that, but deal with it. You can't change it. Accept it. Perspective. It's all it is. It's not dwelling. It's not saying that you're a victim. It's not thinking, oh, this always happens to me. Oh, oh, oh. what's that going to achieve? It's just going to make you so much more frustrated and angry and and feel like a victim when you're not. No one is a victim. We're all in charge of our own lives and our own experiences and our own emotions and our own thoughts. And sometimes you just need to remind yourself of that. You need to stop what you're doing and think, is my reaction to this really necessary? Do I really need to be feeling this way? Or can I actually flip this situation and make myself feel better? Can I take something positive out of a really crappy situation? Or are there no lessons to be learned in this situation? If there are no lessons to be learned, then you just take it for what it is, suck it up and move on because it's all you can do. Moping and sitting in a crappy situation and feeling like a victim for the rest of your life, it's no way to live. Life opens up when you change your perspective and the way you view happiness. Happiness doesn't just happen. It is not this thing that just falls in your lap. It is a constant, constant choice. Every single day, every single experience that I have in my life, I am always choosing positivity and optimism and the belief that I'm always on the right path and that everything is happening how it's meant to in order for me to achieve my goals and for me to be happy and for me to feel fulfilled. If something bad goes wrong, I just think of all the times that bad things have gone wrong and my life has been better for it in the long run. It doesn't mean that it doesn't suck in the moment. It just means that sometimes you have to struggle through something to get to where you want to get to. There's not always an easy path. There's not always a shortcut. Sometimes you just need to struggle because oftentimes the best lessons, the most important, powerful, impactful lessons you can learn are the ones that are learned through hardship. When you're struggling, when you're on the floor, when you're crying, when you're heartbroken, when you're angry. And that's just the way it is. I heard a quote recently. It was, light enters the wound. I think, or something like that, basically meant that light enters the parts that hurt. Sometimes the most powerful lessons are learnt when you hurt and when life sucks. I mean, learning lessons when you are happy is pretty easy. That doesn't really need to be explained, but I don't know. Life just for me has completely changed since I changed my perspective on life and realizing that I am in control of my own destiny. <laughs> There's no way of saying that word or that, that, that phrase without it sounding super lame, but I am in charge of my own future and my own fate. No one else has that control. They can help me feel a certain way. Reese can help me feel happy. My family can help me feel happy. You guys can help me feel happy, but I can't rely on just the way you make me feel or they make me feel to sustain my happiness forever. It's just not the way it works. It needs to be a constant choice. And that is what happiness is for me. It is a choice. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I had a small little idea about what I wanted it to to be based on, but I hope it all made sense. I hope I articulated myself properly and you got something out of it. If you did, please don't forget to subscribe, rate and review so that other people 
can listen to this podcast, can find this podcast, and you can hopefully improve their lives too. So thank you all so much for your support and love so far. It means the absolute world to me. I am so forever, forever grateful for all of you. And I will continue to do whatever I can to pay it forward to you guys for how much you've changed my life. So thank you. I love you so much. And I will speak to you all soon. Bye, guys. Bye.